Welcome to Kinship. We're church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I'm here joined by Francis, Pamela, and Bethany. Pamela! Yeah! <laughs> Hi, Pam. Ruth. And today we are talking about Bible reading. Um, but before we jump into that, I have a question for all of you. If you had to take something out of your daily routine, what would it be and why? Bethany? Okay, so we already determined it would get taken care of. Yeah, taking care Magically. of. Magically. Magically. So I have two. Ooh. Either picking out my clothes for the day. Interesting. Or packing my lunch. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't I'm, like packing my lunch. Yeah. I would remove cleaning my room. It takes too long in the morning. And then by the time I come down, like, it's like hours later and the kids are like fed and started school without me so i'm like oh man i wanted to like eat with you guys mm-hmm. and like you know so it takes too long and it would magically be done right yeah yeah i'm just impressed because that was never in my head as a part of my daily routine oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i didn't even consider that as an option not every day maybe every other day mine is meal preparations mm-hmm. if oh, someone yeah. could Dude. come over and cook everything oh, for me and my one. children oh and my husband that'd be beautiful yeah that's a really good one. For me, okay, now you guys gave me a lot of good ideas, but initially mine is driving somewhere. I just want oh, to appear yes. appear at the destination. It would save so much time. I'd save money on gas. Yours is the only one that's like only possible through magic. <laughs> like ours are like just <laughs> people, could be, people could serve you <laughs> yeah. in that way. Yeah, and you you get lost if you don't know where you are, Alyssa. I know. I don't even know the grocery store across from me. As soon as I get really no. disoriented and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> what? Yes. I, I don't even know where I live anymore, where my car is half the time. I just so. taught the kids today like compass, like knowing how to read a compass. Yeah. You need to be in my class. Yes. I don't understand north, east, west, south, any of that. If people are like, Oh, you turn west and then I'm like, Is that left? I could get confusing. But so simple north, south, east, west. Yeah. All right. So Bible reading. Today we're gonna talk about Bible reading specifically with other people and also on our own we'll talk a little bit how our own personal Bible reading is. So ladies, do you struggle with your own personal Bible reading? I do. Yes. Um, I just feel like even simple things like I mentioned earlier, like cleaning my room, that can like take up a good chunk of my morning. But then having to tell myself like, okay, before I start my day, I need to read the scriptures. So it's off and on. What helps me is to think, okay, well, I could read with the kids. And so we'll, you know, gather around and I'll read something to them and then we'll pray. But on my own, it's difficult because I'm either really tired or once I wake up, my day is like being in the racetrack. Like, okay, now go. Yeah, I really need to be more thoughtful of how to do that in a way that's encouraging for my soul. For me, it's it becomes mundane sometimes where I'm kind of reading to just check it off of my list of to-dos for the day instead of knowing that God is speaking to me through his word. And so I have to like really be mindful that God is talking to me and of course, it's not always the case. Sometimes I like fall asleep. Yeah. Do you read in the morning or mm-hmm. at night? In oh, the morning. morning. And you fall asleep in the morning? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nap number two. Don't judge me. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I have trouble reading the Bible on my own also. I like reading with other people or even with my foster baby. Now I like reading to him or with my husband. So for me, just to sit and open up my book and even to get off my phone and look at the book itself um, is difficult for me. And to be still and focused for 
20 minutes it's difficult for me so I can definitely work on that also yeah I think um I'm thankful like my parents built it into me as a habit when I was young but I feel like I'm falling off of that habit more and more I mean it's still in me that I have to do it every day but I I think ever since I even started working like it's been really hard to do that I feel like college days would were like the best right yeah. college days mm-hmm. going to well, the coffee and I went shop to a christian college too so like you had to read your bible yeah. too which was helpful but for me recently it's just been like reading but not absorbing anything and so i've been trying like listening to it while i'm reading it just to try but it's hard like i'm in the old testament too which some parts are really interesting to me and then some parts i'm like i don't know i can't just sit and read and like find something to apply like it takes a lot of like work and I feel like I'm not putting in that work to get out of it. So that's kind of my current struggle. Do you girls initiate Bible reading with other members in the church? For our accountability group, we just started. We're going through James. And the last time we read, I mean, before that we weren't. We were sh- more sharing of what we would read throughout the week. And um, there's been one, a few other times where we would read together. But I felt, and you could speak into this, Pam, but the last time we read together, it was super fruitful and encouraging to my soul. And going back to what you said, Alyssa, like when you want to read it with others, others, there's more of a responsibility and an accountability to read it together, especially when you're doing it right then and there. So I personally loved it. I'm encouraged by it. I want to continue um, doing the book of James. So, and it was easy. I mean, we just said, hey, let's do some Bible reading before we start talking about our um, trials and our treasures. And it sort of just flowed that way. Yeah, it was great to be refreshed in the word midway through the week um, because it's good reminders of what God is trying to teach us and it's good to apply what we're reading and hear what other ladies are learning from James rather than just like hearing my own thoughts and Mm -hmm. not having anybody else's input well reading with other people gives you a certain level of accountability to like really be paying attention Mm because you know they're going to be asking or they're bringing up things that you never thought about so it's like more stimulating it is than just reading by yourself and it's that accountability of like oh someone's going to ask me what i'm learning so it's helpful i think i don't but the question was initiating i don't think i'm very good at initiating bible reading with other people in the church i would say i'm more like down if someone asked me to do Mm -hmm. it you know but it's also i don't know i was kind of thinking like because i have those key people that i do read the bible with so i'm i don't know if i'm lacking I mean, I guess I could always do more. I'm trying to think right now if there's more people that I could ask to read with or include in the Bible. Because I read with one of the members of our church right now on Sunday mornings. And she's always very intentional about asking other people to join in, which I'm not. So I think I want to grow in initiating asking other members to read. I don't think I'm very good at that. What style of Bible reading do you like to use with when you read with other people? My favorite is Swedish method. Same. Yeah, the Swedish method is, do you want to explain what the Swedish method is? Because sometimes I get it wrong <laughs> and you laugh at me. Um, so why is it Swedish? Yeah. We don't know. Oh, okay. It's not, it has nothing to do with Sweden the or, or the Swedish people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We all, yeah. I'm not sure. Like I'm 99.9% sure. Anyways. Well, anyways, so we, we normally think of it as pictures. So like the light bulb is like a highlight or like what stood out to you, question mark, for a question that you have in the text. The cross for how it points to Jesus and then arrow for application and then a talk bubble for who you're going to share what you read with. And I like it a lot because there's no, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but there's like no preparation. It literally is just sitting down with someone, opening up your Bibles and reading the text and then doing that. 
So it's super like non-intimidating for one, like you don't have to prep. So if you're gonna read with someone, it's like, okay, let's write then in there. So it's actually more helpful if you don't prep, you know, cause then you want like the ideas to come fresh there as you're reading the and God, God to speak to you in yeah. that moment. Yeah, so I really enjoy the Swedish method. Yeah, I liked what um, we would do in Wednesday night Bible study, which was um, we would read the passage and we would see who God is and who we are in light of um, who God is and what he's done and what we can do in light of that. So that was also helpful for me to live out with gospel intentionality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are some good Bible books to read together with another church member? Hebrews. Hebrews. Why? That was any Bible book. <laughs> Mine and Alyssa's first oh, book together really? was Hebrews. Aww, yeah, that was my first experience, cute. I think, reading the Bible together with Sweet. someone. What are you going through with? Um, we, we've switched it up. We were doing the Minor Prophets, because, oh. which is not your typical. <laughs> yeah. okay. But we were just Intense. like, we don't know a lot about the Minor. Like, mm -hmm. So let's just do it together. Mm -hmm which was helpful and now we're in ephesians which is a very it's just a super sweet encouraging book because yes. we're both in the old testament so it's like let's balance it out with the new testament i feel like any book is helpful and refreshing but then it's also under it's helpful to know the level of maturity of the person you're reading it with because when new people have joined in we've kind of switched it up too just based on level of maturity in their christianity too mm -hmm. Well, we're going through James, but I often encourage people just because I've heard it from others to read through Mark. And so I'm going to begin reading with someone and we will go through Mark. So I'm excited for that. Okay. So what's the difference between reading the Bible one-on-one -on -one and in a group setting? And do you guys have a preference or have you seen fruit from both experiences? Like if you're doing one-on-one -on -one with an additional person, you can go more in depth in the text. But if it's in a group setting, then it you kind of just have to pick and choose so that you don't take like five hours to do a Bible reading time. <laughs> like your accountability group. Yeah. <laughs> I think with the one-on-one, -on -one, the application part can get super deep real quick. So like vulnerability, like you could become vulnerable quicker just because it's you and the person. So it's a little bit more intimate. I mean, the opposite could be true. Like if you have someone that's like super nervous, has never read the Bible, they might just be more closed off. So I think it could it could go either way, but I tend to see it go the other way where it's more intimate, more I'm going to open up here and now as opposed to like a bigger group well i think um having people who are new to bible reading in a group could be helpful because then it, it's kind of a way of modeling and teaching and they don't feel like they have to talk right away they can just kind of listen um versus they might feel more pressure in a one-on-one -on -one setting um so speaking of um people becoming more vulnerable when you read the bible with one another what are some good questions to ask each other after you finish reading i guess for the application part because it could be very general I mean, you could pick out what you want and say like, oh, I need to love people better. But if you're ask, specifically asking like, is there someone in your life that's hard to love right now? So taking out uh, or just trying to pull out more heart issues, not because you're trying to be nosy, but you also want to know how to pray for that person specifically. And when you see them again, be able to ask like, how is that relationship doing or that trial going? So being more direct with the application in their particular life and then you leading by example. So I, I'm going to lead that 
example by saying like, this is how I need to apply this text in my life personally. And I would open up and share how that would be. So also teaching them by example, and then asking like, obviously not forcing, but asking like, is there a specific way we could apply that text that God wants you to apply that text for your life? I don't know if we were going to get into like reading the Bible with non-believers too, but just seeing that as an opportunity to tie it to the gospel. Because I know when I'm reading with my coworker, I don't always do this, but I'm trying to think of like, how can I tie this to like just throwing the gospel, you know? Because like you said with the Swedish me- method, that's one of the questions is like, how does this point to the cross? And the whole Bible is cross-centered, you know? And so just using every opportunity to bring it back to the cross, I think is important. Yeah, so I was going to switch over to... Okay. No, no, it's okay. Well, That's, there you go, there Alyssa. Is. There's my uh, segue. How do you um, bring up reading the Bible with a non-Christian at either at your workplace or at a place where you share similar hobbies or family members? How have you guys had experiences with that and what has that been like? Awkward. <laughs> It feels awkward. It feels really awkward. Um, I'm really thankful for this church that like Sunday nights asking like, who are you going to be reading the Bible with anyone? Like, so it puts it on your mind a lot. Like, oh, who who can I be asking? Like, who's in my life right now that I can't ask? And so I feel like that's the reason I have ended up asking people. I feel like you have, like God is giving you great success in like you asking people and, and then actually doing it. Yeah. yeah, so at school I was able to read, but then I got turned down. I, I got turned down too. Like at school I was able to read with someone pretty consistently, but then we had invited this other girl and she just never came, you know? And it felt kind of awkward. Did she ever like specifically deny you or did she just didn't show up? Um, She'd be like, oh, not today. But, you know, at work, I've been able to now read with one of my coworkers, which is a blessing. But <laughs> I feel so weird every week I have to bring it up, like even today. And I knew we were going to be recording tonight. And I was like, okay, I have to ask her again. I'm like, hey, do you mind if we read and she's like that's fine i just feel so it even feels awkward every time now and it's been like five weeks you know so i just it's just like awkward but just like whatever it's gonna be awkward and just like ask Mm -hmm. like and then it's encouraging to have it like be successful yeah and it's like okay when it was kind of awkward and i get really nervous to do it but it's like well god still can use it you know so just kind of like whatever embrace it you know I always feel like I try to be cool about it. Yeah. Like extra cool. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> like, oh, man, you want to do something really cool? Like, cool. <laughs> I don't really say that. But, <laughs> but do you yeah, want to be I, cool like me? I, I just try to be like real like, yeah. But inside I'm like, oh, this is going <laughs> really bad, you know. Um, but I've had, yeah, I've had people turn me down and they just smile and, you know, nod. And, you know, like, oh, you really this don't want to. This is not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I just like, you know, like do the Michael Jackson, like, no, moonwalk, moonwalk back. back. <laughs> no, I don't. So I've had different approaches. A lot of them are in person, but I, I feel like those, because you sort of are looking at their face and like their bot, like body language, it, it can get really awkward, really fast for the person and for yourself. So this time I text my neighbor. And so I said, Hey, you know, I just basically asked her and I made it, I made it also, which is true is like, I have a hard time reading the Bible right now. So like this would, what you guys were saying, like this brings extra accountability, which is all true. I'm not lying, but it was neat because she immediately was like, I would love to, you know, so we're setting up a date uh, next week and I'm really excited because yeah, I've been like, 
trying to figure out what neighbor to ask. And I've asked another neighbor and they've, you know, like just smiled and nodded, you know. <laughs> Rejected but, you. Yeah. But I was really encouraged by this other neighbor. So I'm hoping that God will continue to bless this relationship. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. When I'm are you really guys going to read? Thursday. Next oh, Thursday. Nice. So you guys can pray for that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had awkward experiences because I kind of just go straight at them and just you ask do. them very yeah. <laughs> read the Bible. Hi, I'm Melissa. You want to read the Bible? <laughs> That's exactly what I do. So I just go, "Hi, do you want to read the start reading the Bible with me?" Oh. And I just kind of watch their face either as they're approving yeah. or and do you push like, your glasses up? I do, like, and oh. then I kind of just I'm sweating inside, and if I get rejected, I just kind of do a little okay, okay. and I just kind of do a little, little dance. dance. <laughs> Francis always makes me like I could do a little tap dance <laughs> in my head with them. So. Like, see what I could do? Do you want to read the Bible exactly. with me? Yeah. But I always don't feel like it was a bad thing that I asked. God's was God was always good as even as I got rejected because we should still go out and ask other people to read the Bible with us. So yeah. it, it's been good. Right. What makes you afraid? Or I guess any of you guys can answer this. What makes you afraid to ask someone else to read the Bible with you? For me, it's being misunderstood. Like I'm trying to shove religion, quote unquote, down their throat where no, like at least with this neighbor, I'm excited because it's bringing that extra accountability. And even for others that I, when I have asked, yes, it is something maybe you're not, you don't know about, you don't know about Christianity. So yes, I am a resource, but I'm not here to shove anything down your throat. Like I just want to look at the scriptures with you and pray that God enlightens you you know but yeah it's more of that just well yeah I, I think it's the fear of being rejected which like every time i have been rejected it's not like it ended our friendship or anything drastic like that but it's just like people thinking you're that weird like religious person you know and just like thinking thinking you're weird i guess is my main fear which is like so dumb when you think about it like we are weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah why would i even fear that i just am <laughs> yeah i think fear of rejection from people fear of man do you read the Bible forever with someone or do you do it in seasons or just by the book? I think it depends on the person. Well, like with my classmate, school ended, so that, that ended that, you know. I think just seasons change in your life and God brings in and out of different people in your life. And I think also with the lady at church that I read with now, she's always like, if anything ever comes up, like, we'll talk about it. We don't have to, you know, she's just always very flexible and like knows that like, life changes which is helpful like you don't feel guilty if something else comes up which i think is important like that person doesn't have to be your person forever there are other means of receiving grace through different people and i think just naturally once the book ends asking do you want to continue do you want to do another book or maybe the person does want to read with someone else or now their season changes so i think just naturally a book ending, asking the question, posing the question. Okay, so another question for you ladies is, um, who are women that you would pursue to read the Bible with? I would pursue specifically neighbors because they live right here next to me and which is actually right here next to our church building. So I would target neighbors because it's the easiest for me who's a stay-at-home mom. That might be different for you, whoever you live near or even coworkers if you're working. Yeah, I would say it's whoever you're around. Yeah, interacting mm -hmm. with. Yeah. 
classmates, coworkers, and family too. Family. For me within the church, I would pursue women who I feel need someone to walk with them in a certain season, whether they're hurting or they're lonely or need to feel God's presence and love for them. Um, by reading God's word, there's nothing like that. Or even um, wise women, you know, who you want to learn from goes both ways that's a good idea i've never even thought about it like asking a wiser woman to be like can you teach me or can i learn from you by reading the bible and seeing what you see or and then opposite would be like a younger woman like a titus 2 type for the older and the younger but yeah those are good people all right ladies thank you for talking about bible reading with me i just want to close with colossians 3 16 Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our husbands for um, supporting and allowing us to record tonight. Um, You can email us your thoughts or feedback or questions at kinshippodcast at gmail.com please review us on itunes five stars please Uh, (laughs) and be our friend on facebook and follow us on instagram and twitter thank you to the tiadas aaron for being our awesome producer and pamela for editing tirelessly through her busyness Um, shout out to shepherd la and thank you to our wonderful and beautiful bbc family <laughs> and shout out to Alyssa for her first time <laughs> oh, yeah. good job Alyssa. <laughs> all right good night everyone <laughs> all right uh, bye bye bye, bye. bye. Oh, good job <laughs>